The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Who is a woman who's inspired you during your life, and how did she inspire you? I think there's only one woman. This is my mother, because, first of all, she's everything for me, and also my parents, they came 1989 from Russia to Germany with nothing. They built up with hard work and also like I saw that as a as a child and also when I grew up so I had like a big motivation to help my parents to get a better life with my football career and I've done it so I could help my my family and especially my mother so she was always the the greatest woman in my life and it was also my big inspiration. Love that. Lovely words from Arsenal goalkeeper Bernd Lennon. And now just a reminder that throughout Women's History Month in March, all of us here at NBC Sports will be celebrating the legacies and the achievements of women in sport. To read and watch their stories, head over to NBCSports.com slash OnHerTurf. Now some news in over the last couple of days. Thursday's match against Tottenham, you'll remember, Fulham had this Josh Madger equaliser disallowed by VAR. And as you can see in the build-up to Madger's goal, the ball strikes his teammate Mario Lamina's hands. Now according to the current law, this had to be ruled out, preventing Fulham from equalising in the second half. And who knows, may well even in the end cost them a place in the Premier League. Well yesterday at their annual meeting, the International Football Association Board or IFAB as they're known, made changes to the interpretation of the handball laws which will now go into effect from July the 1st, so next season. The law will state that it is a handball offence if a player deliberately touches the ball with his hand or arm, touches the ball with a hand or arm that has made their body unnaturally bigger, which is if the position of a hand or arm is not a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that specific situation. Now, it is still an offence if a player player scores directly from their hand or arm, even if it's accidental, or scores directly after the ball touches their hand or arm. The difference will be if it hits the hand or arm of a teammate. So as far as the Fulham goal is concerned, next season, an accidental handball that leads to a teammate scoring will no longer be considered a handball. Just with that first penalty claim, when we talk about an expected position or a natural position, it has to be for the specific body movement. And yeah. as a defender, there is an argument that if you're defending, you have to have your arms out to give balance. And so some people would say that's expected. Yeah. Some people would say it's absolutely not. Tim, there was a time when Arsenal dropped points against Burnley and it was headline news. Mm. It's not, is it? Boring Arsenal. It's, you just don't know what you're going to get. This isn't a surprise. Normally it would be yeah, in, in years past headline news. But th you just wonder, they're... they're they're comfortable in mid-table. They, they, seem, they seem to balance back and forth between wins, losses, ugly draws. Burnley's always going to make it difficult. I mean, that, that mentality there to defend the goal was impressive. But Arsenal missed chances, and, and, and they missed another chance to go. I don't think they'll push for Europe. I really don't. I think this is as good as it gets for Arsenal. Mid-table, 10th, as good as it gets. The, the disappointment for Arsenal today, Rebecca, is for, for long periods of the first off, they were very good, mm. played well, scored the goal, were creating things, the movement was good. You could see the work that's been on the training ground. But one error, one lack of concentration from Jack and Leno at the back gave Burnley a bit of belief and, and hope and, and almost disappointed Arsenal. Now, they had a go second off. We see the, the penalty situations, the shots in, in on goal. But when you're on top of a game like they were in the first off... Get your second goal. Get yourself in a position where you can control the match. That's one of the problems. We, we've got to find out what Arteta's Arsenal are like. You've seen Sean Dyche and Burnley. You know what you're going to get. The, mm. There's an ingrained way, that, that commitment, that playing forward, that into Chris Wood. You know what you're going to get with, with, with Burnley. We've got to start to know what we're going to get from Arsenal, you know, even with disappointments. You played with him. You know Mikel Arteta. But putting that friendship aside, are you still surprised he's just not under that much pressure? Yeah, we, we, we talked about this being like a long-term process. I, I just, I'm not surprised he's not under pressure, and I, and I just worry about the players being so irresponsible. You just talked about Chaka there. They need to take responsibility in front of goal, in front of their own goal, but also in front of the goal, because they missed too many chances today. 
Granit Xhaka with that big mistake for Burnley's equaliser afterwards on Instagram. I hold my hands up for their goal and I'm sorry for the mistake. That's football and right now I feel just as frustrated as all of you. Let's hear from both managers after the game at Turf Moor. Sean, given the start, are you happy with that in the end? Yeah, I think so. We've had to work very hard for it against a decent Arsenal uh, side. Um, I think the mentality of the players was outstanding today. You know, it's three in the week again. Uh, we, we've run out of players. We've got a few back today. We're on the bench. So there's signs that we're getting back to some, you know, what we should be. But the physical side of the game was, was superb from our players. They've given everything to the cause. And that's important over a season. It does pay you back. And I thought it paid us back today. The way you got your equaliser, you know the way Arsenal play out from the back. There's always a risk attached to that as well. Well, it's modern football. It's, it's everyone has a right to play how they wish to. Um, you know, we've pressed well. We've uh, we've intended to press them all day, um, and I thought the, the physical side was important to do that. Um, you know, the strength and the fitness of the players, both mentally and physically, to stay on the front foot. We've attempted to do that. You can't always do it against good technical sides. And Woody gets a reward, you know, for cutting off the pass and, and getting his body in there, and, and we, get, we get a goal out of nothing. But it's not really nothing because it's good intent and good tactical pressing from the side. They had chances in the first half. What did you say in the second half? Because you were much better, much more positive. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we were very strong second half against Leicester. We didn't get the win that, arguably, you could argue we deserved it. We were a bit jaded. We looked like the physical side had just cost us a little bit in the first half. But, you know, the, the marvel of half-time, I said there's not much in this. It's 1% more, 1% more effort, 1% more intent and purpose. And I thought second half we came out more like that. We created arguably the chance of the game with good play from Tesh Vidra and Chris Wood. He's not done a lot wrong, is he? It's hard and low. The keeper makes a save. And then during the end of the game, the mentality was superb. You know, to block, to, to do all the ugly things in the game that are still as important as anything. And I thought the mentality of our defenders to make sure we didn't concede again was fantastic. Mikael, you had your chances at the end there, but it turned out that the story was the mistake itself, destruct button in the first half. Yes, obviously it's a really tough place to come in a difficult pitch. But um, overall, I have to say that um, if you don't score the big chances that we had, if you give a goal to the opponent and if you don't get the decision when it's a clear penalty in the Premier League, to be fair, it's pretty complicated to win football matches. Are these mistakes something that you can deal with? Is it something you need to eradicate from the game? No, it's something that uh, we work on and we're going to keep doing. The first goal that we scored is through Bern. Bern starts the whole thing and we scored a goal with Aubameyang and then we made a mistake that cost us a goal. Mm. But as well, Bern, the, other, the only chance that they had, it was a long kick from Bern. We are in open structure and they have the chance they only had in the game. So it can happen when you play short or long. This is football. But obviously when you miss the, the chances that we missed today in this ground, obviously you're going to have moments when they put you under pressure and, and the game becomes exactly what they want. And then you don't get the decision when it's a, an obvious penalty because someone has to explain me then what a penalty is. I mean, you were in command in the first half, but again the mistakes. I mean, this is the problem, isn't it? You're just undermining yourself. Yeah, you can look back on the season of regrets and mistakes. Still with that, you have to come here and win the game. With what you're producing in the game, you have to come and win it. Uh, simple as that. And if you don't, then you have to look at ourselves and, and don't find any other excuses. Um, we completely dominated the first half. We felt comfortable. We should have been 2-3-0 up. Um, in the second half, you're going to have periods. The way they play, they make it really difficult. It was a difficult pitch. A lot of long balls, a lot of aerial duels, second balls. And then when we put a little bit of control again and the structure was much better, we generate chances that we should have won the game. Of course, Mikel Arteta clearly upset that no penalty was given. How do you see the rest of the season going for Arsenal in terms of priorities and how it will play out? Well, a bit like this, I, I don't think they'll qualify for Europe through the league. I just, I just don't. The, the the results have been, you know, too hot and cold. They get really top performances from top players, and then they disappear the next the next game. I'm thinking of Pepe in particular, Aubameyang, who, who did get his goal today, but he's been hot and cold too. And Mikel Arteta talked there. There was a mistake by Jaka playing, playing out of the back. But that's going to happen. He's not going to stop playing at the back because, as he said, Leno hit one long and they, can, they were too wide open and they conceded a chance from that. So expect that to continue to happen. And when that happens, there's not a lot of responsibility taken by these players. And, and, and so they're going to lose the odd match. Lots of Arsenal fans across the United mm. States. Some crumbs of comfort for them. Some words of comfort about the situation, please. Robbie? Um, the start of the game was good. They were well set up, played good football. And Arteta is perfectly right in saying there should have been more than one nil up. Mm. But they make one error, Rebecca, that costs them a goal, and they've made errors through the course of the season. You go through the number of games, 
bad decisions, you know, not marking people, red cards that have cost this team points. They've lost 11 games. That's more than anybody in the top half of the table. That's more than, than Brighton have lost, and Brighton in a, in, or as many now as Brighton have lost, and they're in a relegation fight. Mm. So, Mikel Arteta, it's interesting. When you listen to Sean Dyche, he says, we do this, and we do this, and we do this, and this is who we are. And they play midweek. Arsenal had a week off. We still don't quite know what Arteta's Arsenal are. Who are they? What are they? How do they hang into games? What's their style? What's their, their philosophy? Should we know? Now we should start to know. Thomas Tickle's been at Chelsea Football Club for a number of weeks. You already see the fingerprints of what he's doing. He's a great winner at Liverpool a couple of days ago. I still feel we're finding out with Mikel Arteta and we've got to start taking some steps forward. Agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, we don't know their style yet and that it's, he's been in the job plenty long now. Ralph, you got that all-important win you've been looking for. Just how much of a relief is it for everybody? Yeah. The first win after a long time in the league is always an important one, and I think it was a deserved one today. Um, showed a good performance, I think. Deserved to win today, and, uh, yeah, feels good. Is there an added bonus that the fact that it's an away win as well, where you'd been looking to win for some time, and a clean sheet? Yeah, I mean, it's not so important if you're away or at home. Um, I think the team um, did what we have to do today against the side that is fighting for everything. And I think we we could score more often. This is the only thing I have a little bit to criticise today. I think we can make earlier the third or the fourth goal. But finally, important for Shea that he scored once. Nathan Teller played a good game, I think. Uh, we had uh, a good performance. When you go through a moment like you had done prior to this game, Ralph, how much does it test your own confidence as a coach and a manager? Uh, I mean, when you don't have your your first team uh, on the pitch, it's always tough. You know, in the Premier League, we have we don't have such a big squad. But even more, you, you miss players then on positions that are crucial for us, the six or a right back. And, and then when you get them back, then you are automatically feeling more confident during the week because you see it's more of a game we want to play, it's more quality on the pitch. And then you can immediately uh, work on a few things, what we have shown in the first half of the season. We couldn't because we had, uh, yeah, as I said, a lot of problems with injuries. And you picked up what looks like another problem with an injury today. Danny Ings had to come off early. What can you tell us about that at this moment in time? Not so far. I think uh, it's, it's again a muscle problem, I think, uh, but it doesn't look good, to be honest. The result leaves you 10 points clear of the third-place team. Is it now time for you to completely focus on looking up rather than maybe having to look over your shoulders? Uh, I mean, um, still a lot of games to go. Um, we have been much higher in the table at one time in the season. And, um, then we, we had this negative run. It's important that we could turn it around now. Um, I think uh, in the past weeks uh, we, we deserved to get a few more points, but we didn't, and now uh, we could turn it around, and this was good. What's important for this club and this group of players and yourselves is, is looking forward. How do you go about building for that starting from now, for whatever may happen come the end of the season? There's always got to be a medium and long-term plan, of, of, of course, by, by the football club. It's a, it's, a, it's a fabulous football club, you know that, and... And we've talked at length. You, I know how much you love coming up here as well, but maybe not in the circumstances that we're that we're all having to deal with at, at the moment with with, uh, with with nobody in. But our punters will all, all, all be back, and, and and the club will be back. But we've got to do so much better. We've got to, there's so many things that we need to address, as I've talked about, and uh, and, and plan and, and, and move forward. Um, you know, uh, it needs a bit of a shake-up. I, I, I think, you know, in terms of a, f a few bodies go going out and a few bodies coming in, it needs. Um, we need to keep, as I said, our, our, our best players because I do believe when I've got Berg back, when I've got uh, when I've got Basham back, and I've got Egan back, and I've got O'Connell back, I think that plays a plays a huge part. Um, there's a couple that need to go, um, which, um, you know. Uh, they have to go when uh, at the end at the end of the season. I'd, I'd like to check it up a little bit more, pretty quicker. But obviously, the the rules and regs now for for, for that um, uh, don't allow me to. And and, and obviously, the end that uh, I'm get, get, I'm given at the moment is a is a pretty pretty tough one. Pretty strong words there from Chris Wilder. Tim, if you're one of those players, or actually any of his mm -hmm. players, at home tonight in the UK watching match of the day and see yeah. that post match interview, how are you feeling about your manager? Beyond annoyed, and I'd probably already be annoyed with them. You know, I don't ever get the sense. They're at the bottom of the table, rooted to the spot. 
I'll never get the sense he takes responsibility for any of it. I think he thinks he's the manager he was last year. And this team, it's all, it's all their fault. And I wish I could get him out now. He, he listed a bunch of injuries. That, even if those injuries, he had them back, I don't think this team is staying up. And, and to speak to some of this arrogance, I remember the win at Old Trafford, the 2-1 win, epic win at Old Trafford. And Phil Jagiel was mad at a match. And in a post-game interview, he kind of criticized him for the goal and, and, and chuckled about it. So I think the players would be really fed up with him. All right, Tim's not having him. What about you? Well, I, I don't mind the honesty that, that comes, and I think he's brought that to, to the Premier League, Rebecca. He's been quite harsh, even on, on some decent uh, performances, he, he's been critical. But I, I don't like today where he's called those players out. And, and my question is, what does it do to the dressing room? Doesn't help. And some of those players, by the way, will be with you next year. You might be thinking, hmm, you chucked us under the bus pretty quick. Or is it a message to the ownership group? We're talking about bringing in technical director and maybe restructuring the club and Chris not liking that. I just feel as though he's wanting to put a message out there and I don't think that's good management uh, with a team that's struggling, that he needs some of those players to get out of, of the championship next season when, when they're there. It, it's, it's not a good move. And Tim, should he get more criticism? Because we sit here and talk about his players and we, and we look at last season's stats and they were great and it seems like he... Is never under pressure to lose his job at the bottom of the league. Well, he, he deflects that pressure really well. He absolutely should be under pressure. The manager should take the, the bulk of the responsibility. He picks a team every week, and he's got to figure out a way to help them get results, and I don't think he's doing it. Had to fight for that win, but a massive three points for Leicester. <sighs> it's so massive for us. Um, we really need the three points. So um, we are one go down at halftime. Uh, we started poor, but in the second half, it was much better. So we needed the three points. I would get it today. So we're buzzing. What was said at half time? Um, like I said, it, it was too slow. We need to wake up. We need aggression and all that. So we came in second half and we did that. Second in the table as it stands. Confident you can finish in the top four? Um, we are second now. So um, hopefully we'll stay there for a long time. But um, we need to just take it one game at a time and see how it goes. And a first start for Sydney Tavares. How impressive has he been in training recently? Yeah, he's been impressive. He's a good, he's a good player. So he's, he's technically good and, and he needs to show it today. And he did, so I'm happy for him. You don't play again until next Sunday at home to Sheffield United. It, good opportunity to keep this good run going, the good momentum. Yeah, we just need to get back now, have a rest, recover and get back to training and get ready. And always good to score. Smile on your face today. Yeah, it's good to score. I'm happy. It's in the goals a lot, isn't it, Kalesia Inacho at the moment. How much, Robbie, was that another dose of bad luck for Brighton? Or was it, in the end, quality told? Um, Leicester were better. We said at half-time they would be, Rebecca. Uh, started play with a bit more speed, intensity, get people up and around the ball. Lovely finish from, from Inacho, great ball. Um, into him from, from Tielemans. And it's a bit of both. It's a bit of nervousness with, with Brighton because they can't see a win out at the moment. Three straight defeats for them. It's a bit of Leicester having a bit of confidence and growing in, into the game. And alarm bells have to be ringing for Graham Potter and his team. We talked about your nervousness for Brighton before the game and that they have to get wins. There just is no choice now. The problem when you go ahead is sometimes even worse when you come away with nothing than if you score late on just as a consolation, Tim. Well, yeah, that's 17 points dropped from winning positions now. It, it, it's not been good. They're not good at home. They're also not really set up to see out results. Like this. We talked about them. Can they be resilient when they don't have the ball? It's a corner kick. It needs to be headed clear. The goalkeeper comes and flaps at it. They don't get it. Gabriel spoke earlier about in one of the earlier games. When you're in the ascendancy, you have to take advantage. You have so to score your goals. So why don't they? Why, can't, why are they not set up like that? Well, well they did. To, in, in fairness, they had the chances in the first half. They hit the post. They had a goal disallowed. They just didn't. They didn't add to their one goal lead, and that they, that in the end made them struggle. Does he have to change, Graham Potter? We're in the running. Things yeah. are getting dicey. Well, let me tell you what I totally know is happening around that football club. Doubt. Mm. Around the dressing room, around the football club, people are starting to go, ooh, mm, not so sure all of a sudden. The manager's got to be strong, he's got to have belief in what he does, and he's got to lead this football club now because they're heading in the wrong direction pretty quickly. Three points out of the bottom three, not in, in any kind of form, without a really regular goal scorer. He's got to galvanise this group and find a way to go again because Bournemouth was a similar situation last season. Good coach, play good football, didn't score enough goals and now in the Championship. 
Graham, commiserations. Is this feeling like painfully familiar territory just at the moment? Yeah, it's a bit harsh at the moment. We're, we're suffering. Um, thought the performance deserves something from the game. Um, first half, thought we played well. Second half, not as well. And, and I thought Leicester came back in and were probably the better team second certainly up to the, where they score we had a response then overall over the course of the game I felt we just missed too many too many passes to really get any sustained pressure to create uh, enough attacks on their goal to uh, to be really ourselves but like I said it, it feels like we we could have got something from the game what do you feel was lacking in the second half Graham in particular then um, we were probably just a, maybe a little bit worse version of what we were in the first. Um, like I said, I thought even the first we missed too many too many easy passes. We did the same as well second half. Um, of course, they're one 0 down. They're going for the Champions League, and, and and you'd expect them to to respond and to push for an equaliser, which is which is normal. But whenever we got the ball, I thought we gave it away too cheaply, and then it, it, we were we were under a bit more sustained pressure, and that's that's not good. Like I said, we. I think we had an opportunity to attack ourselves, turn it over, and then they score. And, um, and then, like I said, we, I thought we responded quite well, but then uh, disappointing at the end to concede in the manner we have. Your goalkeeper has been excellent for you since he's come into the side over the last two or three months, but should he have done better with that late goal? I haven't seen it back. Um, it, it, if it is, it's, 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 it's part, of the, part of the game. Um, we all make mistakes, that's how it is. Uh, he's made a wonderful save first half, in fairness. It's a fantastic save. Um, and he's come for lots of things. You can see his, see his quality. So I'll have to have a look back. But if it is, we, it's not the reason we lost. We, 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 we lose as a team. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll stick together. How difficult is the outcome to deal with, particularly after the way you started this game? Not really, because second half we were poor. Um, almost felt like we'd won the game at half-time. And, you know, in this league, if you drop your levels, you get punished. Um, so yeah, you know, where there's been games this season where I feel we've been hard done by, but today I don't. It doesn't feel like that. You know, it feels like it feels like we didn't perform well enough second half, and you know, then they created a couple of chances and were clinical. Brendan, congratulations. Thank Some you. for us the importance of this win tonight. Yeah, well, very important. Coming playing against a good side that's technically very good and and really worked. First half we weren't good enough. Uh, didn't press the game well enough. Too loose we are passing, so we, we we didn't press the game well and, and we didn't pass it well. Um, so we had to ask a question at half time, and then obviously second half I thought we were brilliant in the game. The tempo of the game was better. We got in contention. We stopped them playing, which is important. And then we uh, and then we showed our quality, and uh, by the end we deserved to win. In the first half, did we see the size of the challenge you're facing at the moment with so many players out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, as I said, we have to deal with it. Like you only need to look at the bench. We get some young players uh, there from our sort of under-18s and, and under-23 squad, uh, which is okay because we love young players. But you know, some of them aren't playing regular in the in the under-23s. So. Uh, but still, I expect us to be better. We, we, we started slow, we're too slow on the ball. Um, but importantly for us, we, we we didn't press the game. We weren't aggressive enough. We weren't in contention with them. And, and, and Brighton are a very good side, which they've shown against a number of teams. That if you, if you get them the time to play, they can play and, and they manipulate the ball really well. So we deserve to be behind uh, in the first half. But second half, we uh, tempo was much better. Speed of the game was better. Movement was better. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, we scored a very good goal, and, and obviously got the goal from the corner at the end. So, so it was very good. How fair is it to say that Iniacho is stepping up to the plate at the moment? Yeah, yeah, great finish. Uh, he's working very, very hard. Uh, Jamie's amazing for us. He, he's such a threat. He's, he's come back from his the operation they had. We've had to put him in to games, and, and we're just trying to, with all the injuries, trying to get as many of the attacking players onto the field as we can, and, and trying to be creative with our, our shape in order to do that. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, it was a great response in the second half, and uh, so delighted for the players. But uh, there's one or two things we can look at next week, and. and from next week we can then get back onto the training field again and have more coaching time the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Congratulations to Fulham. They are giving mm. themselves a great chance of staying up and well-deserved, Tim. Well, I looked at that bottom five, and in Fulham, they've got belief and they've got spirit. We just saw it there. The other teams around them, the two above them, Newcastle and Brighton, and then below them, West Brom, and Sheffield United, they don't fill me with any confidence whatsoever. That Fulham team believes they're going to get out of it. They're in bottom three, Becky, just quickly, in league place. Mm-hmm. Anything else, the way they play, their attitude, their determination, everything about that football club tells you that they can get out of trouble. And Scotty Parker has a huge amount of credit for how he's turned yeah. this around. Robbie, the champions look broken. <laughs> how yeah. on earth has mm-hmm. it come to this? One of the statistically mm-hmm. worst ever Premier League title defences. Jurgen Klopp called his team mentality monsters not too long ago. They, they've turned into mentality mice. And, and, and listen, we've praised them last season and the standards were high and, and, and they were outstanding. This team are broken, not just the injuries, not just muscles and tendons and things physical. It's broken in a little bit of its spirit. The thing you used to watch about Liverpool that used to stand out to me was the intensity with which they played. You would watch and be breathless watching the game. That's gone. We don't see that anymore, regardless of who's wearing that, those red Liverpool shirts. They've had some really hard luck as well, so it's been a difficult season in their total defence. Scott, massive congratulations. A huge three points at Anfield. Mm. How's your heart at the moment? <laughs> it's just started to slow down, to be honest with you. First half, I thought we was... We was every bit of what I wanted us to look like. I thought we was a top team. Wanted us to come here and really put our stamp on it. Had full belief that we would come here and and get something out of the game. And I thought first half we um, chances we created. Uh, you know the boys stuck to the plan in terms of what it was and and, and was well worthy of our, the first goal. Second half you don't plan it, of course not to 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 end up or the dynamics of the game to go like that. But again then at the end or well, the whole half to be fair to show another side to us character resilience a doggedness which we stood up to that massively and I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the team today. It felt like you wanted it more today. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we did want it more. I think that was evident on the pitch from the first whistle. We wanted it more and I think that was a big big factor in, in getting the three points today. You've been coming close to these three points in, in previous games where you've been picking up draws. How much was it deserved that you finally get a massive three points like this? Yeah, we, we feel it's been coming. Um, we spoke about it a lot and it's been spoken about a lot. Maybe we haven't been scoring enough goals and, and turning games into, into wins for us. And look, we brought in Madge this in, in January and he's brought um, a brilliant um, st- striking instinct and goal scorer to our squad. And it, it's, it's a dangerous, he's a dangerous player and um, he worked his socks off today and um, he was brilliant as well. The Fulham players felt that they wanted it more. Did you see any of that? <laughs> Yeah, the winner is always right. Um, I saw, yeah, what can I say? My I, my boys wanted it, uh, wanted it more. Yeah, it's easy to judge. They have wanted, and so they wanted it more. But um, I don't think that's the problem. Bruno, well done. What sort of performance did it need to come here and stop the Manchester City juggernaut? Oh, we all know it's it's always difficult to play to play against them. They are really good on the ball. They defend well. They are. They are tough to play against, but today we we do almost everything perfect, uh, and uh, the result is the most important. is, is for uh, for our side to nil. We are really happy, but for now it's not about winning against cities. Now performing uh, until the end of the season well and try to win every game. Did you get off to the perfect start? I, I don't know because, of course, scoring in the first in the first few minutes, maybe in the first minute, I think, is 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 perfect for because City have to try a little bit more. We have more space to counter, and we know uh, one of our threats. So if the big threat we have is the the counter, um, but against Tottenham we start with a penalty in first minute and we lost the game. So uh, it's not always perfect, but we we remain focused until the end of the game. We score the second. And and this this is what it is. We defend well. When we defend well, and uh, we know we have the chances to score. We have players who can score. Today was Luke. I think is maybe the first or 
second goal in, uh, in the league for him. But anyway, we know everyone can score and can do something for us. So if, uh, if we are focused in every game like we did today, we for sure I think we will win, we will win every game until the end of the season. Tell us about the part of your celebration, hands over the ears. No, it is it's for my kids. Uh, I think almost of most part of people already know my kids are are the best of my life, of course. And uh, every time I score, it's for both of them, and of course also for for my wife for supporting in the in this difficult period. Because I know everyone thinks for players it's a bit more easy to be training, play, training, play, but sometimes it's tough. And uh, for the support they give me in all these difficult periods. For, for, for them. Back to Arlo and Graham. Ten games to go, 11 points, as you mm. said, Arlo. It's not totally inconceivable that Manchester no. United couldn't get the bit between their teeth. We've seen it happen before. Well, we have. and They, they hunted down um, Arsenal, didn't they, a few years ago in similar circumstances. Newcastle United in the great Sir Alex Ferguson days as well. That was nice by Bruno Fernandes, by the way, Fantastic. to thank his and acknowledge his wife and his family as well for supporting him during these very, very difficult times. Look, that's a mega performance by Manchester United today. What was it built on for you, Graham? Well, hard work initially. Um, they gave everything, both sides of the ball. In possession, I thought they made really good runs for each other offered themselves as players to, to receive the ball under pressure. Bruno Fernandes being the best example of that. He's happy to receive the ball anywhere, retains possession well. And defensively, they just all just dug in and, and took responsibility for their jobs, but also helped each other out. Rashford being probably the best example of that when he got that ankle injury. But he ran 60 metres mm. to, 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 to come back and defend when uh, City had an, an overload. So... Tactically, they got it spot on. I think it suits their style to play counter-attacking against City. And obviously, there's that huge rivalry. Mm. So they were really up for that game. You could see the hunger. Um, Luke Shaw's had a, a tricky time of it. He had a nasty injury, didn't he? He broke mm. his leg. He was on the wrong side of Jose Mourinho, it seems, from day one. And Louis van Gaal mm. as well, early in his Manchester United career. How impressed have you been with him oh, and really his impressed. renaissance? No, really impressed. And I think, uh, again, he's an example of, 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 of where players feel more confident in themselves when they believe that their bodies are able to cope with the game. You know, to, to be able to play 90-plus minutes and not have to think at some point, oh, my goodness, am my hamstring going to go? Is my, is my calf going to go? Am I fit enough? I need a break. He doesn't, he's got a clear mind and he's able to deliver the quality that he has and he's improving all the time. OK, Graham, safe travels home to you. Thank you. Manchester City in crisis. Rebecca, they've lost one in a row now, um, so that's going to be tricky for them to, to recover from. <laughs> but they do have, as you say, an 11-point lead at the top of the Premier League table. We'll talk to you again soon. One on the spin. It's tough. Chaps, thank you very much indeed. Let's pick up on that Luke Shaw theme yeah. as Graham was talking there. Robbie? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I'm thinking the same as, as Graham or so, but Luke Shaw was outstanding, Rebecca. This is a very early part of the game. He's gone on the overlap. He puts good pressure on the ball, gets the right foot shot in, not the best, but at least works a goalkeeper. Good defensively, one-on-one -on -one against Morris, one of the informed players in the league. He dealt with that. Totally agree with Graham. I think he trusts his body now. He knows he's fitter, can go from defensive situations into attacking ones and make things happen. And he was there for the big, important moment of the game. The throw in, throw out from Henderson takes a touch. He's in his own half now. He's running at full pace past Manchester City players. He rotates passes with Rashford and is the right place at the right time. Pound for pound right now, he's the best left back in the country and um, he deserves a lot of credit. It was, it was a team performance today but I thought he was the outstanding man. It's really interesting because Manchester United hadn't scored for three games coming into the match and there was talk they dropped to third spot and then they pull out a result like that. That is the hallmark of the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer reign, isn't it? Just when you feel like you're losing him, <laughs> he gets you back in. Yeah, and, and there's, there's days like this that give you so much hope and belief in this Manchester United team and I agree with Graham there. You have to be brave under pressure in big games to take the ball. And we know Fernandez did it. Daniel James did it today. They were very good. They, they, saw, they saw the light blue shirts. They saw the pressure. And they didn't wilt. They tried to take the ball. And, again, it wasn't Manchester City had over 65% possession. We know that's going to happen. But in the big moments, they did show up and, and play. And it was, it was two moments. of one, one was a mistake for the goal on the penalty. And one was a, a counterattack, which was a brilliant counterattack. But other than that, they defended so resolutely. I thought it was brilliant. There's no crisis, of course, with Manchester City. But no. is the title race door, is the handle turning on the title well, race you door? You know I'm Robbie Romantic, so I'm going to say yes, that <laughs> Manchester, City, Manchester United can have a go. 
What's so impressive about United today, Rebecca, I've got the three things. A plan, commitment and the quality. And when those three things all come together, United not only can compete but have beaten the best team they in the league. They just don't always come together, It do doesn't they? always come together. In the past, we've relied on individual performances, a good Rashford day, a good Martial or good Bruno. Today, it was nobody's individual day. It was a team who decided that they're going to do both sides of the game well and they attacked as well as defended and absolutely deserved the three points. Well, Ollie, was, was everything right today? Attitude, performance, the whole works? Oh, delighted, yeah. I, I'd, I'd say maybe, so you get the first goal. I think we were on the front foot for 10, 15 minutes, really, really at it. And then the last half an hour of the first half, I felt we played too much on the result. Too much like, we're winning here, we, we, can, we can just defend. Uh, we were confident in our defending, to be fair. Uh, and we, we knew what we were doing. And, uh, but still, I'd like a little bit more uh, on the ball to, um, for my heart because uh, sometimes, you know, when you defend uh, for long periods against good teams, they'll, they'll invent, inevitably uh, will create chances. Does that make it even more pleasing then that you started the second half again? Yeah, brilliant, because we, we, we had to get to half-time to get hold of everyone again, to get more on the ball, be more alive when we've got it. I know it's hard. You've you got to work hard defense, defensively. You've got to work, uh, you, use your energy. But then when we win it, come alive again. You can't just rest. Because if you rest against good players, they take it off you. So, delighted. Second goal, magnificent. Luke just shows everything what he's about. And to think that he uh, was a massive doubt this morning uh, and just had to... Go through a fitness test in the in the warm up to play. That was uh, what a performance. It, it sounds like they played the way you want them to play in every game. It, it begs the question from supporters: <laughs> Why can't it happen every game? That's just human nature in football, and it just football is a uh, funny old game, beautiful game. But sometimes, you know, the space is there, and other other challenges, other problems to solve. Um, different types of players to play against. I thought we, we defended really well and we, we were more like ourselves with the ball, attacking-wise. Like, we can see the goal there. We need to find a goal and then that's, where the, that's where we have to get the ball. And you, you go forward, you go forward quickly and when we have players with, with our pace and quality, that's, that's what I want them to do. He didn't score himself, but how instrumental in the victory was Anthony Martial today? Man of the match. And he was even, an even bigger doubt than, uh, than Luke. So the two of them have been magnificent. But that was Anto that we know. Strong, getting hold of the ball, positive, uh, taking players on. He's so strong in his body, uh, turns people. So delighted for him. Kevin, unfortunately, your fabulous run has come to an end. What brought it about today? Well, obviously, I don't think we started very well today. Um, and we knew, uh, yeah, that's going to be hard. We played in the, the, in, the, in the hand with the first goal. And I think we needed about 50 minutes to settle a bit. I think we were too rushed. And then I think we, we played pretty good. But I don't think we, we, yeah, obviously we didn't score today. And that made a difference. Uh, made a mistake in the pressing with the second goal. And I think from that point on, we tried to push and push. But it was not to be today. Was the timing of both of their goals make it even more difficult for you well I, obviously it's not uh, it's not the best if you if you get behind after one minute but you still got 90 minutes after that uh, the second one is maybe a little bit worse but I think the mentality and the way of playing was, was the same like always but today we, we just couldn't get the ball in of course all runs come to an end at some time but was this the least opponent you wanted to end it with Obviously, it's not uh, nice to, to lose the derby, but I think um, it, sometimes it happens. I think we have to move on, and Wednesday there's a new game, and we go uh, focus on that and hopefully win that one. Because it's so long since you last lost, what's it like dealing with it? The process? You still have a very, very healthy lead at the top of the table. Well, obviously, it's, not, it's never nice to lose. We don't uh, want that feeling, but sometimes it's necessary, you know. Sometimes it's, it's um, necessary to lose games and to have bad spells. Even in the 21 games that we won, we had a lot of spells that were difficult. Uh, but uh, we overcome them that time and we didn't overcome it today. And uh, it's something you have to learn as a group and sometimes it's a positive thing. You had half chances today. Did you feel it was perhaps one of those days where it just wasn't going to happen for you? 
Well, I think uh, these half chances uh, we should have scored, especially if 3-4. Um, but, you know, it happens. Uh, we create the chances. I have full confidence in the next game. We're going to put them back in, and uh, that's the way it goes. Pep, unfortunately, your fantastic run has come to an end. Where and how today did it finish? Well, I will play a fantastic game. A lot of shoots. Starting that way punishes a lot when a team like... Uh, since many years, just, uh, you know, defense set back for the counter-attack. They make incredible high pressing, but when you break the, this action, defend back. And with the counter-attack, and they are so fast, so paced, the history, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, the history from Man United, no, the counter-attack, the pace. And, um, and uh, but we play good uh, part of the first, the first 10 minutes. But you uh, did a real game, and unfortunately we could not be clinical up front, and congratulate United. It almost comes as a shock. It's, I think it's November's last time you went behind in a game. Uh, today we're going to, to talk about because we, you know, we, we lost, and uh, it will be the news. But the news is 21 victories in a row. This is the, this is the news. Uh, um, that is going, this, result, this result is going to help us a lot to understand how difficult it is. We knew it, but sometimes you have to not win one game to, to realize. And the important is the next one, recover well. And the same way we said many times, still a lot of games to play, 30 points to play. Um, you have to start to, to win again, and next game you have opportunity to do it. Did the timing of their goals make it more difficult? Obviously, the first one was in the first yeah. minute, but you get in at half-time, reset, and then concede again quickly in the second half. Yeah, that's it's tough, it's tough, yeah. Before, you have a shoot in the crossbar from Rodri, and after, you know, the goal, they, they did it. So, so yeah. Yeah, but football, sometimes happens. You have to overcome. And except after the goal, it was the five minutes that we were not. But after that, we, we take the game and... We play really good at the normal that we are playing. We play, for example, much, much better than the game against West Ham, for example, that we won. Like, West Ham deserved maybe more than, the, than we got. Um, but, yeah, congratulate uh, United and, and think the next one. Gracious and defeat there from Pep Guardiola. Tim, do you think he would have done anything differently had he had the morning again? No, I don't. His team was set up really well. You know, he, he's, a, he's a manager who picks out every little detail, but he, he can't legislate for a striker tripping mm -hmm. a player in the box. It's a, lo it's a long throw from, from Henderson to Shaw. He runs a long way. He would expect his players to recover, stop the ball. So those are the things he has to just accept. In terms of the way he, he lined his team up, his game plan, they dominated possession. They pinned Man United back. It was the right game plan. It just didn't – they weren't executed by the players. Wait, go on. I tend to agree. I think it's easy in hindsight to say, could we played Sterling as a false nine, Foden on the left, that might have helped. I think, and it was more positive than I saw, I think it's one of those where he would hate losing against the Manchester United. He'd hate losing the, un the unbeaten run. But it's a little kind of lesson to, to the team and the squad. We're still talking about quadruple Rebecca, and, it, and it's still possible for this team. But those are the little warnings that if we're not quite on it, if we don't start the game right, don't start the second half right, teams can find ways to score. And in both games I've seen the last two, West Ham and Wolves, they beat West Ham 2-1, they beat Wolves 4-1, but there were periods in the game where the game was in balance. And that's the thing that maybe you'll just start to work on. Gareth, well done. Another pretty slick attacking performance here at home. How much did you enjoy being part of that? Yeah, no, um, massively, I think. Um, that's why I come here. The, the attacking players we have is amazing. Not just the ones who plays tonight, but, but the other ones on the bench. And, um, yeah, we're all pushing each other. And, uh, yeah, nice to get the three points again. I mean, it is some from three or four, as you say. Lucas has just walked behind you, or, or Delhi. It's a, quite a unit, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, fighting for places so um, yeah you have to stay on your toes you have to, to keep working hard and um, yeah we're in a good moment now getting the confidence back and hopefully we can keep it going both goals laid on to you for you tonight by uh, Harry Kane how good is he to play with yeah fantastic uh, an incredible striker showed again tonight and uh, he's been so consistent um, so yeah obviously a fantastic performance again from him and uh, yeah lucky to have him here is Sonny okay with that you're sort of muscling in on his guy a little bit aren't you <laughs> no Sonny, Sonny's fine um, obviously uh, every, all of us want to score but we all know the most important thing is we, we score for the team to help the team to, to get three points and, and we keep moving on six and six for you 
you now? How good do you feel him? Yeah, feel good. Um, yeah, it takes a bit of time sometimes, but yeah, I, I'm experienced enough to be to be patient and. Um, yeah, it is what it is. What, what does take the time? Is it a case of waiting to feel good for your body to feel good or you just need the opportunities? Um, I think a bit of both, but yeah, you have to feel good and, and you have to feel good to then to take your opportunities. So um, yeah, it's uh, football's a strange thing. You, you can go through bad form, good form. So uh, yeah, it's just about being patient and, and when you get your chance, trying to take it. I mean, you're starting to get back to those numbers from your first spell. Can you be that player again over, over a consistent spell, do you think? Time will tell, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not 21 anymore. So um, yeah, it is what it is. I'm just going to keep working hard every game, take each game as it comes, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. What changes then when you're not 21 anymore? How much harder does it get? Yeah, no, of course, you, your body changes over time. You haven't got that kind of youth, youthfulness where you can recover quickly, keep going, sprinting for 90 minutes. So uh, yeah, you, you learn your body as you get older, and um, that's what I'm having to do. And you've touched on it already. Do you sense that confidence is flowing through the team again? Yeah, it's, it, we obviously knew we went through a bad moment, but um, we're an experienced enough team to, to, to be patient, to keep working hard. And um, yeah, I think we, we've, we're building on our confidence still. We're, we're playing a lot better and um, hopefully we can keep continuing to, to put in good performances. A little bit of bad news. Chris Coleman on CoComs tonight named Harry Kane as man of the match. That's not loyalty for you, is it? Well, you know. <laughs> no, obviously, yeah, two assists, two goals. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he deserves it. He might have just picked you. Well played, though. Thank you. Jose, that confidence, that self-esteem you've talked about with your team, more evidence that it is back tonight? I felt the team pretty confident. Um, and when you can see the goal in the last minute of, uh, of the first half, the tendency is to go to the dressing room with, with bad feelings. And many times you start the second, the second half and you are still moaning about the goal that you can see it, uh, late in, in the first half. The way the team started the second half, I believe that shows that um, a little bit. The team is happier, the team is, um, is playing better, um, doesn't feel that, uh, that negative um, uh, pressure. So I believe, yes, it was, was a good week for us. Three matches, uh, uh, nine points, and um, for the next week where uh, we play a crucial match, in the Europa League and uh, we play a derby against Arsenal. Nothing could be better for us than this week to win all the nine points. Was it an important team talk for you then at half-time? Because it was almost like having got ahead, you then made it difficult for <laughs> yourselves. Uh, I told them at half-time that I was very happy with the goal that we conceded. Oh, really? Uh, maybe you think I'm crazy, but I was. I was not bluffing. I was happy with the goal that we conceded. Because it was the proof for the players that if you lose control of the game, if you start, start not pressing and dropping the block back and against a team like Palace, you, you have one, two, three corners, one, two, three crosses, one, two, three lateral free kicks. In the end, it's difficult to, to keep a, a clean sheet. So it was not a, go, was not a game for a clean sheet. So that 1-1 one, one put us in a position where we had to go. We had to go uh, forward, yes or yes. And um, because of the feeling of the first half, 1-0, 1-1, one, 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 uh, was about 2-1, 3-1, and not about 2-1 and drop back again. So I had a positive feeling with that goal that we conceded, and I, I think I passed well this feeling to the players and they were quite um, relaxed and optimistic for the second half. There's a few individuals you could pick out from tonight, obviously Bale, obviously Kane, but also does Lucas Moura deserve a mention, yeah. just setting the tone with his pressing? Uh, I think many of them. Uh, it's a bit unfair not to mention everybody, but I believe uh, some of the guys, they, they had really a, a very, very good match and, uh, and Lucas in this position give us a lot of acceleration, uh, change of speed. Um, it's very good under pressure, it's very good with teams like Palace, very compact with the two lines of four. He can turn, he can dribble, he can beat people, he can break a little bit um, tight organizations. So I'm, I'm happy with him. But of course, uh, Garrett and, um, and Kane, they score some Incredible goals. I believe the Harry first goal is is magnificent, 
and Sony without without scoring works so hard for the team and I could mention one by one even the guys coming from the bench a great attitude I just love when a player is on the bench and comes and improves the team so I'm I'm pleased and finally one one day off for the guys and here we are Thursday again you said I think it was a week or two ago that Gareth Bale needed to find that emotional freedom is that there now that sort of almost carefree confidence it looks it looks like that uh, all the credit is is for him we just uh, trust him and trust fundamentally his judgment his analyze of his own body of his own of his own feelings we never want him uh, to arrive into high levels of, of fatigue so minute 55 60 we are already in contact eye contact and we understand uh, what when, was the plan when to take to make... him off wasn't it the plan is to take him off when the first feelings of, uh, of muscular fatigue uh, arrive players normally they can cope with that and some players they finish matches completely exhausted in this case we have to take uh, care uh, because we need him <laughs> it's as simple as that we need him and um, in this moment he's giving so much to the team and coming from the bench Lamella he brings new energy I'm, I'm really pleased with, uh, with what the guys are, are doing as a team well done thank you thank you On Wednesday, Manchester City are back in action despite playing the derby just today. They take on Southampton. Coverage starts at 12.30. That will be Manchester City's 29th game of the season. On Friday, Friday afternoon football, coverage starts at 2.30. Newcastle against Aston Villa. Then we move to Saturday. Bright and early as always. Leeds against Chelsea kicks off your Saturday morning. It's Palace against West Brom at 10. Burnley go to Everton at lunchtime on Peacock Premium. And we finish the day with Fulham against Manchester City at 3 o'clock. On Sunday, it's the small matter of the North London derby. Arsenal taking on Tottenham. That's the third game of the day. Next Sunday, it's at 12.30 Eastern on NBCS. A little later than it would be normally because of daylight savings time. Arsenal, Tottenham in the North London derby next Sunday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.